Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Project xCloud being removed from iOS and iPhones. So disappointed. Yep. It's kind of a bummer. We'll talk about that, dig into why and what could be the possible outcome of this, um, because it seems to be initially, on, on, at face value, a pretty big blow to xCloud. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And honestly, uh, like, this new value that they're adding to uh, Game Pass Ultimate, like, it's yep. kind of, like, really been, you know, nerfed in, in a lot of ways now. Yep. Um, yeah, and so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We also have um, news a little bit later. We'll talk about the, the PlayStation State of Play that happened today. And, um, yeah, but first, John, uh, what have you been up to this week? Man, this week, it has been an interesting and big week, sort of, Chris. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, first of all, um, I finished Zelda Breath of the Wild, finally. What? Finally? Yeah. How do you feel? I feel kind of wonderful, and also I really want the. I really, really now want the sequel, man. Mm. Um, I didn't realize like the the trailer for the sequel actually begins with like part of the final cutscene of uh, of Breath of the Wild, like the first one, mm. and uh, and so I didn't realize that, and so I'm like, man, this thing is is probably gonna lead directly into the sequel. Interesting. That's um, wild. And at least that's my like that's the inclination I have from the the trailer that we've seen. So anywho, uh, I'm very into it. I'm very excited, but at the same time, I'm very like I'm, I'm empty inside now, Chris. Are you done? Like, do you have any collectibles to go back and get? Or no, I did. I did everything like that I, everything. I am willing to do. Like, it, I could okay. go back and get Korok seeds. Like, yeah. run around with that the the mask on the DLC mask that like rumbles you get all the like close by. the photos or whatever like the locations all the photos all the memories all the DLC stuff like so I and in fact like before I finished the game uh, before I went in and 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 beat Gan because that's where I was at that's where my save was at I all the side quests I was done with but I went and watched all of the uh, cinematics like the uh, the cutscenes oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all the memories and that sort of thing and it's dude it's a that's a great story like despite the fact yeah. that like it's spread over the course of like of my playthrough i played that thing for like 200 300 <laughs> hours you know yeah and and oh, like yeah, three yeah. years you know from now at this point and so it's like i had forgotten a lot of like those like small little uh character relationship totally. details in those cutscenes. Yeah. so well uh what about the korok seeds just like doesn't do it for you dude there's just so many of them um <laughs> there's like 900 of them and i only have like what like 400 of them or something like that so like i'm not even halfway there and like they're not rewarding like they don't do anything for your like they they don't really level you up that much like they yeah. increase your inventory to a certain point but then after that certain point like it's it, they don't really do anything that's what i was about to say like I, I like i can't remember exactly what you use them for other than leveling up your hearts and your stamina well so you don't even do that with them because those are the heart containers and the stamina containers like that you do don't those you buy for. the buy them oh, by you, the, you, you meet the korok seed guy you might and you give him korok seeds and and then he gives you those yeah, one of those yeah. things. Right? You might you you might be right. Um, I cannot remember because it's been that long. It's been that long that I can't even remember what you do with them. But anyway, regardless, it's just <laughs> like it's it's not really worth it. What if I've there's got, something amazing at the end of collecting all of them, John? I've looked it up, Chris. There is not. Okay. Well, that now that now you spoiled it for me. I'm sorry. And uh, no, it's okay. I mean, you were going to go get those 900 seeds. Uh, well, I'm, you know? still gonna get, I'm still going to get those 900 seeds. Dude, that's, uh, I mean, do you point. want me to tell you what they what they give you? Because it's... No. Okay. I don't want to know. Okay, I won't I, I won't don't care tell if, you. As long as it's, it's, it's rewarding in some way. I mean, they give you something. So, Unless you know. it's a swift kick in the pants. I mean, and, they, they uh, don't physically harm you, you know? Okay, that's great. That's good. <laughs> Well, the other thing that I've been doing this week, though, Chris, is uh, I started watching like one of the like I love animation. Everybody knows I love animation. One of the largest like gaps in my knowledge of like geek, uh, I guess geek uh, culture kind of animation is Avatar: The Last Airbender from uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. 
Um, that yeah. is now on Netflix. Right. And uh, and so I started watching through that, uh, and it is fantastic. And uh, let me let me throw this out there for you, Chris. Dave mm. Filoni. Wait, he did that. He directed. He was on like he, one of the directors of uh, of, of the last time. I mean, he talks about it in the uh, the Mandalorian behind the scenes that like that's where um, oh. Lucasfilm like got him from. Um, and so he he makes a he he. He says that whenever he got the call from Lucasfilm, who didn't at the time have an animation um, department, and they were like, hey, I'm from Lucasfilm, I'm from the animation department of Lucasfilm, he thought it was a joke. He thought that the SpongeBob uh, team was, like, pranking him. And so, like, you know, that whole first call with with whoever it was at Lucasfilm, like, that person, like, didn't like it. Like, he was he played it off t- terribly. Had a terrible first impression with the person setting up his interview <laughs> for Lucasfilm. Um, because he knew that Lucasfilm didn't have like an animation department or anything, um, and, uh, and he, so he thought it was a, a big joke. Um, you should go watch that in the, on the Mandalorian uh, behind the scenes stuff. It's hilarious. But anyway, it's this show. This show's really, really good, man. It is amazing. Like it's a tr- kind of traditional animation. Um, kind of looks like a- anime, that sort of thing. Uh, that anime action. Um, but it is. Uh, it, it's really good so far. I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I'm, I'm kind of halfway through um, season one. And, uh, and I'm very much enjoying it. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, as I knew I would, everyone, so many people have recommended me. So many people have like who I, I know and trust and are like, they know the things that I like have told me, Hey, you would like this show. You should watch it. Um, it's just like, it was, first of all, it wasn't readily available for a while there, but then now that it's been on Netflix for a couple of months, I'm finally getting around to it. So, um, Avatar nice. watching it, man. What have you been up to this week? Uh, how? How many oh, seasons are there? There are three seasons, I believe. Okay, three so it's seasons. Not that many. I, no. I figured there'd be more. I mean, for something that's like so popular, you would assume that it would yeah. be like you know, um, like six or seven seasons, something like that. But like, I mean, I, yeah, it's 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 three or four. I cannot remember if it's three and then a shortened fourth season or something like that. Like, I I, I don't okay. know off the top of my head. So, but okay. I do definitely know that there are three seasons on Netflix um, as well. So, yeah. Um, I haven't been up to uh, to much other than um, finishing up the battle pass on uh, Call of Duty. I, I jumped into the new nice. new season of Call of Duty last night a little bit, dude, what and do you messed think? around. I mean, so here's here's my quick. I mean, I think I, I mean I still I still love it. I mean, uh, so what they did was they opened up like there's there was this big stadium in the middle of the map. They opened that up mm-hmm. where you can actually go inside now. Um, there's a train that goes around the map that has like super super special loot on it. Mm-hmm. A train station you can go on. There's some tunnels that go underneath like the stadium and underneath the hospital, yeah. like or beside the hospital to get you like around the map faster. And mm. like I think that's the that's the thing that I think is um, a huge difference now is like. There were these, and Fortnite kind of went through this too. Like, where there were these huge sections of the map where it was real hard to get across because um, you were basically out in the open, or like with the stadium, you had to go around this huge stadium. So, mm. like, there was a high probability you were going to get, you know, caught in a storm and not able to get through it. And so, well, like, what I what I perceive is uh, that uh, player mobility around the map is way higher now, mm. and that to me seems to uh, result in more people making it to the final circles, which is fine. Um, but it creates some more chaotic chaos. I, I'm a little like, it's one of those things where it's, it, uh, they definitely take the call of duty approach to things, which is great. Like, I'm not saying that they, but like, these are very, you know, subtle changes to the map, you know, where like, you know, something like Fortnite, drastic changes to the map yeah, or to gameplay. Oh, now there's airplanes. Right. And right now, you know, this season that just started, you know, now there's cars, you know, that you use, you know, to get around the map. And, and so, uh, but that being said, like, I still, I still think it's the best, uh, the, the best, um, battle Royale out there right now. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to see how this, you know, how like getting, getting the crew together. I was just dropping solos last night. So like, yeah, it, it wasn't even like my normal. So I, I don't even play solos. It's not even my thing. Right. Question and, for uh, you about solos. Cause like I yeah. played a couple of solo matches. Um, but I did notice the whole, like more people making it to the final circle thing. Um, yeah. I wondered though, if that was because currently in solos, they have a, uh, the, the automatic buyback, like you don't go to the gulag. Um, uh, and if you have enough cash on you, you automatically right. redeploy. 
Yes, I. So I, I also said like I also played duos, some duos last gotcha. night. I just like soloed some duos because I was like, ah, maybe I could survive. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, soloed some duos, and the same thing was happening. Mm. Not, and that's not bad. It just means no. like you gotta know that there's a lot more people there in those final circles. Yeah, and, in those uh, tiny little circles and stuff. Because I, I noticed in do in the solos that whenever I was dropping, like there were so many more people. I got pinched between like you know a couple of different people uh, yeah. multiple times. You know, um, unless my position was like super super awesome um it was like i was fighting off multiple multiple people so yeah i mean as far as the new locations are concerned i'm a little disappointed in like what's actually there so like the 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 there's not as much loot in the stadium as what i think should be there because you know like because everyone wants wants to check it out sure and like 20 people are dropping there and then there's like i don't know like on the field there's probably like four chests there's like Mm -hmm. four chests around the upper track like there's not a lot of weapons there and Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of um contracts there as far as i could tell yeah and like the thing about that one i thought that like i was i was shocked by the uh the verticality like the levels like there are multiple multiple levels on that thing and i thought that it should have been like you said like more uh the density of like things to do while you're there um you know whether it's grab a contract or or uh you know loot some boxes that sort of thing it almost felt feels like there is more around the outside edge like there always has been uh more loot there than there is inside the uh the stadium which is interesting um especially considering like in the in the in-game lore it's like somebody's been hiding out there for months or whatever so i anticipated like dropping in and it would just be like you know stockpiled loot everywhere you know yeah well uh so then the train like i think like so that was that location then so so, you know it's just it's it's good but it's like yeah you know whatever and then the train um they have some like guaranteed red uh high tier epic loot in there but Like it's just such a there's no cover there. Like you're gonna get killed. Like yeah, yeah. It, yeah there's the, and and then like the people who d- who make it out alive. It's just basically a crapshoot. Like you're gonna drop there, maybe get some loot, maybe get out alive. Like yeah. it's just not a guaranteed thing. And to me, that's just not fun. Whenever you have to like back out and reload into right. something again. Well, it very much feels like um, the towers did in Fortnite on you know season one or whatever for the longest time. It would be like. Well, you want to drop there, and like, if we make it out, we're like, we're we're right. set up like you know, like kings. We're armed to the teeth. But uh, but if you don't make it out, you have to re-roll, and it's like, well, okay, fine. Yeah. Um. So maybe like a warm-up match or something like that, where I would drop train, or if I'm just solo, it's like I don't really care that much. I'll drop solo, and you know that sort of. Yeah, thing. I just I just don't play solos that much because like the games, the gameplay is or the the strategy you have to implement is so much different. It's way it more is. aggressive. It's, yeah. it's it's a lot less uh, tactical and it's and it's hard to to it's harder to do the contracts because it's just you. Yeah. And so yeah. You, you know, like it's it's like at least with two people, you know, you can have one person driving a vehicle mm-hmm. and the other person like trying to like direct and say where to go on the map. And I mean, I got right. sh- shot last night. You know, while I was just like looking at my map, driving down the road. You know, like yeah, it just it just happens. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's what I've been up to this week, I love John. It, man, I love it. That's awesome. And I I, uh, I I very much am excited for this season. I, I kind of like I'm like you where it's like I, I expected it to be more drastic than it is. And uh, and I don't know that I'm upset by it, but it's like it's just kind of like, ah, it's a thing, you know? Yeah. All right. Later, we're going to talk about Project X Cloud getting banned from iOS. But first, the news. All right. The news, John. Uh, let's start with uh, Pikmin. Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming to Switch, Chris. Cool. Is that new? <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, know anything about Pikmin, John. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I have never played a Pikmin game, um, but I'm gonna play this one because, like, Pikmin games have always like. Is this, I think is they, this a new game? This is a. This is this is no. This is like a remaster of a game that was that's on Wii U. What, yeah, so that's what. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and it's got a lot of new content, like uh, the original solo game, like s- single player game, except for like the uh, competitive uh, side of it. But uh, in this one, you can do the whole thing co-op, the whole campaign you can do in a uh, cooperative mode um, nice. with, uh, with with a friend. And so that's really cool. They've got a couple of new modes in here. But largely, because the Wii U was a disaster, no one played this game. And so uh, and it was highly regarded at the time. Um, hmm. It's kind of like a this is a, a game 
the type of like sort of real time strategy where like you have these little minions and you go, Hey, you guys are good at water stuff. You go over and do this. Hey, you guys are good at this other thing. You guys go do this. And so like you go command all of these little, little creatures around to solve puzzles and to, uh, to defeat enemies and that sort of thing on an, uh, alien planet. So that's the uh, the premise of of Pikmin, and, and cool. You know, that's all I know about it, Chris. I'm I'm all excited right. for it. It's coming out um, <laughs> on let me see October 30th. All right. So that Halloween game, it's going to be spooky. This is not yeah. a spooky game. Interesting. Um, cool. Uh, also, uh, Disney announced that Mulan, which was coming to theaters and has been delayed, 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 uh, is finally going to be released um, simultaneously in uh, theaters that are open, so mainly overseas, and then in countries where their theaters are not open, such as the U.S., it's going to release on Disney Plus as a premium, or are they calling it a rental? I don't think they're calling it a rental, but it's no. a pr- premium purchase of a $30 price tag for Disney Plus subscribers. Right. And um, the details of that being if you uh, if you purchase it, you have access to it for the length of your Disney Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a rental rental where it expires after like uh, you know 24 or 48 hours mm-hmm. like it does on uh, like rentals do on on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um it's a, it's a, that's an, it's an interesting model. Like I, like I, I, they're definitely trying to dry use it to drive people to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting that they're not taking the Hamilton route where it's like, hey, uh, it's just there. It's just there. Yeah. Like maybe that didn't tur- like didn't work out as well monetarily as they wanted, or maybe people like just subscribed for like a month, watched Hamilton, and bailed. Maybe you know, and there was no reason to stick around. Or potentially, it's a situation where like I, it's either that where they're trying to drive people to to the service, or they've got so many people on the service that they're just like, okay, we've got this built-in group of people. If X number percentage of people who already subscribe go ahead yeah. and spend the thirty dollars on this, like we'll make our money back. Um, yeah. you know. That the things the, that we the thought there too. Things that we don't really know um, with this are um, like they've said. The way that they've worded it is: uh, if you make, if you purchase this, you have access for the for as long as you maintain an active subscription to Disney Plus. What we don't know is, say you there's a lapse and you. Yeah. You stop subscribing whenever you come back. Do you still have access? Yeah, to it? like like for example, like oh, your credit card expires accidentally, you know, and that sort of thing, and then then right. you do it. I don't know. That's a good question. I also wonder, Chris, like how long will it be a a, a premium purchase? Because right. every movie that Disney releases is coming to Disney. Plus, well, supposedly we assume that they haven't said that. True, but like everyone has so far. Um, uh, have they? I think we're, are we still aren't we still waiting for some like Marvel movies and stuff like those that? Those are on Netflix though, because of that uh, the deal they made with Netflix, but they have to exist there for a certain period of time um, because of the uh, the contract with Netflix from like four years ago, five years ago. Um, cause there's an ex- exclusivity contract and each one, like each movie has like an, a, uh, a time frame where it's going to be, uh, leaving Netflix and coming over to Disney plus. Like for example, mm. um, let me think what's the, what's the one, uh, the Mary Poppins one, um, Mary Poppins uh, Sa- Savings with Mr. Banks, oh, um, okay. is still over on Netflix. And then it, that comes over, I think in January, 2021. So, um, so it, you know, those types of things like that, that contract like is, is such a, such a weird one, but at the same time, so I would assume that this movie would come over eventually. Um, so like if you lapse in your membership and then come back, it's, it's maybe likely that it's already free, like that it's already back in like for everybody it's there for no matter what. Um, so I'm really not sure what the $30 buys you other than maybe like, a year's worth of watching Mulan, you know, before everybody else, or maybe six right. months or something, you know? And that's where, like, I mean, yeah, I like, so, um, uh, just, just, just so I say it, super excited about, for this movie, but, like, where my mind goes is, like, well, if I'm gonna spend $30 on it, yeah, 
I would rather spend thirty dollars. Like if it's if it's like a purchase, mm-hmm. I'd rather spend thirty dollars buying it on like the Xbox or in iTunes. Yeah, so, so you have it on I movies anywhere. It. Yeah, well, I have it on movies anywhere, and I don't have to maintain my Disney Plus subscription to watch this thing I bought. Sure. I mean, and and largely, like, if you're not a Disney Plus subscriber and you want to watch this movie, guess what? It costs $37, you know? Right. So yeah. that's kind of one of those things um, that it just becomes more expensive, obviously, if you're not already in that ecosystem, which is why I was thinking, like, they're n- this is not going to drive anybody to, to Disney Plus in my mind. This is potentially a play to get the Disney Plus people to buy it, you know, because it's like, oh, you're already here. Spend 30 bucks and get this thing. I mean, um, I mean, it's still, even at $37, like, I mean, we've, we've talked before about, like, the, you know, like, with these premium rentals, like, it's still mm-hmm. cheaper than taking your whole family to the movie theater. Sure, yeah. So, like, there is that aspect of it, and I totally get that, and I think that's legit. You know, and I mean, it's cheaper than Didi and I going to the movie theater yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, once you factor in popcorn and stuff like that, for sure. Well, and especially like on a on a night where like you don't have a deal, or it's like you're not going to an A list movie, or like whatever. You know, it's it, it, true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very so, rare. It was, it was very rare. Like up until I guess the few months before the the you know the, the closure. Um, hit and everything it was very rare for me to go at full price you know for a movie but if you went at full price two people that would that would be 38 bucks you know right yeah and and so like i get it it's just i don't know it's just weird like uh, i i don't like things that are like complicated to explain and this is complicated (laughs) to explain to consumers Agreed. And then that's the thing is I think that, you know, this is, this is clearly like a test. Um, cause they've even yeah. said like in the, in the call, like, uh, the, the call with investors, they were like, yeah, this is, we see this as a one-off and it's like, all right, it's a one-off until it is super successful. And then you're going to, you know, do it for every movie moving forward. But at the same time, it's like, if it's not successful, guarantee they're never going to do it again. Um, right. So it's just testing the waters, which is such a, such a strange place for this movie to have gone because at one point, right, right before it came out, um, you know, it was anticipated of being like the, the biggest release of 2020 for, you know, until like something bigger in the fall comes out or whatever. But it was like supposed to be like the highest grossing movie, you know, in theaters uh, worldwide. Um, for 2020 and uh and now we're like that doesn't make any sense yeah it was, John. It was projected i mean I'll, I'll find it i'll find it but it was like projected <laughs> of like be making all of this money and then now it's like a, this it's basically like a test to see if like i don't know because i mean service. You, that sounds that sounds wild because like we have you know black widow uh that was supposed to come out you had james bond you had top gun you had all these uh you had freaking uh christopher nolan's movie um whatchamacallit yeah. I can't even remember now. Tenant, tenant. tenant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let I, feel, me, uh... I feel like, I feel like, yeah. Or maybe in terms of maybe profit for Disney specifically, that might make more sense, you know, if you're like, hey, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is going to make us the most money yeah, this, so, this year. So here we go. Let me, uh, let me find this exactly. This was in 5th of March, 2020. Um, cause remember like it was like supposed to come out like a couple weeks into, uh, the closure and stuff and you, you know, you even predicted you're like, it's totally getting delayed. No. Yeah. I knew it was getting, uh-huh. getting delayed. Um, so it says, so this is an article. Let me see. This is, this one's from IGN on the 5th of March, 2020 says, uh, Disney's Mulan is projected to have a domestic debut of 85 million according to early tracking, which would be the biggest domestic opening of 2020 yet. And so that the uh, yet yeah, okay. is the, is the part, <laughs> yeah. you know, there. Because um, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there, you know, Black Widow was gonna like blow that out of the water for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it performs. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I mean, if I'm stuck, if I if I don't have anything else to do, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm super excited about it, but yeah. I don't really want to spend thirty bucks for this thing that's locked away behind this service. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of inclined, other than us reviewing it probably, but I'm kind of inclined. Like if I was just like up to my own devices, yeah. just wait for it to either hit Disney Plus mm-hmm. at some point, yeah, or uh, be available for purchase for the same price on another platform that I actually own movies on and watch and keep a library on. Right. I kind of I kind of am there with you. Like I, I would probably do the same because you know, like you said, like paying thirty dollars to just have access to it on Disney Plus isn't super appealing. If it was like pay thirty dollars and have access to it, access to it. Um, on all of your devices without like logging into Disney plus, 
I would be more inclined to do that. Um, similar to how we did like Scoob and like those types yeah. of, of, of movies early on. Um, yeah, like I, I love hmm. the fact that I can just like I could just pop Scoob on right yeah. now and watch it if I want on literally not, any device. But I don't have to be subscribed to anything to do that. Correct. Like it's not like in Netflix, and it's not like in any. You know, obviously the Disney Plus stuff is in. They're not in any danger of leaving Disney Plus, really. Yeah. Um, you know, things do leave Disney Plus, but that's more more based on like licensing and stuff like that. But um, and it's very rare. Anyway, but like. It just seems like that would be like I want to actually buy something rather than buy like early access to something essentially. Right. Yeah. It be it would be like if Microsoft was making us pay for early access to games on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, so I guess I guess with like grounded. Uh, you are like that. It's in in the preview program, quote unquote, but you can play it on Game Pass or whatever. But I'm saying, but you don't pay any extra for that. Yeah, but it's not like it's like a surcharge. Yeah, you're you're right. It's not like oh, pay thirty more dollars in addition to your uh, your right. subscription to get that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting move. We'll see how it works out. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to work out well because I, I, the like you said, it's confusing. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people who are just like us. We're like, I'm not going to pay thirty bucks for this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so the other piece of news we want to get to is the uh, PlayStation State of Play that happened today. So there wasn't a ton of like actual like hardware news. Uh, there wasn't any like PlayStation Five like specific news. Uh, this is mainly games, so we'll just like kind of breeze through this. Yep. Um, this uh, there is a new Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. It's a direct sequel to Crash Bandicoot Warped. And it's the first new game in the series in over a decade. And will give you the ability to play through the entire adventure as Crash's younger sister, Coco. Specific moments will also put you in control of antagonist Neo Cortex and Dingadile. I am reading from an article on Kotaku from Ian Walker called Everything PlayStation Announced During Today's State of Play. Uh, Hitman 3 will include a VR mode with missions... From previous games in the trilogy when it arrives next January on PlayStation. Braid Anniversary Edition is coming in early 2021. The classic puzzle platformer has been hand-repainted and will feature revamped animations and music as well as a developer commentary. The developers are planning to release simultaneously on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, Windows, Mac, and Linux. That game is like, I don't know, it's Anniversary Edition. I mean, it's got to be... 20 years old now at this point uh yeah so this says uh let me see 2008 yeah uh well so that's 15 so years 15 yeah um the pathless is an open world adventure game set in a vast forest it focuses on fluid dynamic movement that combines archery and acrobatic maneuvers the main character also has an eagle companion that can help her fly and glide it comes out later this year and yes you can pet the eagle good Spelunky 2 is more Spelunky, but with additional features designed to get newcomers excited, the world of Spelunky 2 has been designed to feel more full, according to developer Derek Yu, and you'll be able to form a family with various explorers you rescue. It will launch for PlayStation 4 on September 15th. I dig it. I dig it. I didn't play the first one, um, but I'm very excited for Spelunky 2. I feel like I should play the first one. As... You know, like some things like I, I played a little bit of Splunky. Okay. Uh, and as as things like Splunky, I, I'm just not. There's a level of like randomly generated levels mm. that I don't like. Mm. I, I and I've I've you know found this out over time. Even like you know what was it below where yeah. you're going through and like uh, it's more of a rogue like. But mm-hmm. I I like being able to memorize and learn and become good at traversing a specific, even though I'm not great at platformers, mm-hmm. I like being able to like learn them and master them. Yeah. Yeah. Ones, yeah I got you. ones that change every single playthrough to me. Like I just can't master that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe it's just because I'm not that great at, at, you know, platformers or whatever, but, um, that I can't master it because I just don't have like the skills to get through any level, no matter what the, what's the level yeah i mean that makes sense that makes sense and it is a very like i've I've never played splunky so like i'm i'm gonna either try this try maybe i'll just i'm just gonna wait for splunky too chris that's what's gonna happen yeah totally jump on board to the new one who's been on the podcast uh i mean he he loved i 
think he he played Splunky a, one a lot. Like uh, yeah. I remember him talking about it a lot, and he loved it. Well, I know like there is like the, Splunky one has like a, a a challenge room every day. So like they have a new uh, room that you can get on and play every single day, um, and everybody in the world has the same room. And so like you can like do leaderboards that way and that sort of thing. Which is I, I I've always thought that those types of ongoing like things and challenges with a single player game like that are very cool. So yeah. Uh, Jinjin Impact is scheduled for an autumn release on PlayStation 4. Aeon Must Die releases next year. No. Mute. Mutation M heads to PlayStation 4 in December. I, there's no description for any of those games. <laughs> we got our first look at gameplay for Bug Snacks. Bug which, Snacks! Uh, yeah. Um, the next episode of the VR series Star Wars Vader Immortal launches on October 25th. That's cool. Dude, I feel like that game is has been coming out forever. Like, I mean, it, I thought it was done. I, I, me too. Like, I, but, uh, but like, was there like a, a season two or is it no like, idea. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this must be something else because they uh, have to have had all those episodes out. I'll try to get Fultron on the, uh, on the show next week and uh, he can let us know. I dig it. Control's second expansion, Awe, will be available on August 27th. Auto Chess is coming to PlayStation 4 on October 31st. Uh, a sign-hopping platformer, Pedestrian, will be on PlayStation 4 next January. Uh, Hood Outlaw and, Outlaw and Legends is a medieval PlayStation 5 game launching in 2021. Tim Tim, the popular Pokemon clone, is heading yeah. to PlayStation 5 next year. This one's an interesting one, Chris. So uh, Tim Tim is a game on PC that I've had my eye on since they have like announced it or whatever. What it is... Or what the developer was striving for. Like, everybody has always wanted a Pokemon MMO. Like, where it's like, give me an open-world Pokemon where you can get in there and play Pokemon with your friends and all this stuff. That's what Tim Tim is. Um, mm. Like, a, a developer was just like, all right, well, if, uh, if, if Nintendo and, uh, and, and Game Freak are not going to do that, we are going to do that. And so they created Tim Tim. So that's what Tim Tim is. It's a uh, monster collecting. You get to play with your friends, that sort of thing. So I've had my eye on it. I I I do know it's been fairly well received. Um, but now it's coming to console. So I'm you know I'm excited to get it. You know if whenever I if slash when I get a PS5, being able to play Tim Tim on it. Uh, finally, there is a new there's new PlayStation Five gameplay footage of Godfall, Gearbox Software's next loot based shooter. Developed by Counterplay Games, it launches this holiday season, and that's it. That's everything that was in the PlayStation State of Play. Not not a ton. Yeah. Um, it kind of that feels weird to me mm -hmm. that uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That it's a, a console launch year, and like this is the this is the State of Play that we're this doing. This is how we're rolling things out. Yeah, it's just super weird. We don't even. We, I mean, we also don't know a price for the thing yet. Like, we don't know a release date. Like, there's. <laughs> I feel like they they uh, they know Chris. They know what everybody wants to hear. Yeah, but but they're just not saying it. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, you want more details on bug snacks? And we're like, no, we want to we want to price it a date. And like, <laughs> right. you want you want Temtem coming to PS Five? Yes, okay, sure, but like, no, we want to know about the date and the price. Yep, that's the news. All right, John. So for our uh, main segment, we're talking about. Microsoft um, uh, basically uh, cutting its I, I xCloud iOS testing early. Um, and I'm going to read from an article on The Verge by Tom Warren. Uh, Microsoft cuts xCloud iOS testing early as its future on Apple devices remains unclear. Mm. Microsoft has ended its xCloud game streaming test for iOS devices today. The software giant had been testing xCloud on iOS in a very limited way over the past few months, but made it clear the service would only be launching on Android earlier this week. Microsoft had informed xCloud testers the preview would end on September 11th, but only the Android preview will continue until next month. Quote, our Project xCloud preview test flight period has ended on iOS, and we are focused on delivering... Sorry, I'm, I have to move this microphone. We are... I, I, like... Uh, I could only see this with one of my eyes. Uh, <laughs> that does not seem... I mean, it seems no. like you would only get half the words, Chris. Oh, and it's, and it's another eye that's not the best. Um, one of them was worse than the others. Uh, or other. And I don't have more than two eyes. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, worse than the fifth and sixth eye. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Okay. We're, uh, our Project X Cloud preview test flight period has ended on iOS, and we are focused on delivering cloud gaming as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to Android customers beginning September 15th, says a Microsoft spokesperson in a statement to The Verge. Quote, it's our ambition to scale cloud gaming through Xbox Game Pass available on all devices. End quote. Microsoft's ambitions to launch cloud streaming on iOS have hit some obstacles. The company had to limit its xCloud iOS test app to just Halo the Master Chief Collection and only 10,000 testers do, quote, to comply with App Store policies, end quote. Microsoft hasn't revealed which Apple policies are preventing xCloud from launching on iOS, but Google Stadia game streaming service is also not available on iPhones or iPads. Google merely supplies a Stadia management app but there's no game streaming involved. Other game streaming apps have also faced issues on the App Store. Valve's Steam Link app took nearly a year for Apple to approve, though it primarily streams games from your home PC. The future of xCloud on iOS remains unclear and potentially out of Microsoft's hands. The issues appear to be related in part, at least, to Apple's rules on in-app purchases through its App Store. Apple also has strict limits on remote desktop clients. That means that apps are only allowed to connect to a user host oh wait user owned host device or game console owned by the user hmm. both the host device and client must be connected on a local network too mm. <laughs> while microsoft could potentially work around the in-app purchase app store policies the remote desktop client rules are likely the bigger hurdle microsoft is avoiding in-app purchases with the google play store version of xbox game pass that will include game streaming Instead, Microsoft has partnered with Samsung to offer a special version of the Xbox Game Pass app that will allow Xbox players to redeem tokens and make in-app purchases like buying skins or DLC items in the Xbox store, kind of like they used to with, like, you would buy Microsoft points back in the day on the 360. Uh, Microsoft is now planning to launch game streaming xCloud as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on September 15th. The service will be exclusive to Android tablets and phones at launch, but Microsoft is also working on a PC app to stream Xbox games to Windows 10 machines. So uh, that's a that's a pretty big bummer, man. Yeah. Uh, we both have I, uh, iOS devices, and it looks like, yeah, at least for the foreseeable future, we're not going to be able to take advantage of Project xCloud. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's super fascinating. I was I have uh, I was looking at uh, up some things while you were reading that, and I have a, like there's a quote from Apple that is super interesting. So business insider about this, yeah, about this. Um, business insider reached out to Apple, and Apple spokesperson said on Thursday that it's because Apple isn't able to review each game that's available through Game Pass. Quote, oh, good grief. The App Store was created to be a safe and trusted place for consumers to discover and download apps and a great business opportunity for all developers, an Apple spokesperson told Business Insider. Before they go into our store, all apps are reviewed against the same set of guidelines that are intended to protect customers and provide a fair level of playing field to developers. Um... And then not part of the quote says, because Microsoft isn't submitting each game on its streaming service to Apple's review process, the app that enables access to those games is being blocked from publishing. And back to another quote from the, uh, from Apple quote, our customers enjoy great apps and games for millions of developers and gaming services can absolutely launch on the app store. As long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers, including submitting games individually for review and appearing in charts and search. Apple said in a statement to Business Insider, uh, quote, in addition to the App Store, developers can choose to reach all iPhone and iPad users over the web through Safari and other browsers on the App Store. Wow. A similar service is offered by Google called Google Stadia. It's running roadblocks with Apple's App Store as well. Um, let me see. There's a... Uh I thought there was one streaming service that's on there. It's Steam, right? Steam has a streaming service. Yeah, so the, yeah that was. Uh, I just read that part. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, so, it, but it connects. But it connects to your your own um, device, like you own it. Mm, and that's so the your other PC piece is, is the about. processor. It's not the uh, the the like yeah. server farm with the super fast internet speeds um, locally, like in the in the region regionally. I guess is what I should say. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so it's it's funny. They're using like the same. They're using uh, Nintendo slash PlayStation logic yeah. for not not um, playing well kids. with others. It's for the kids. It's for the kids be, be, because we can't trust Microsoft to 
put to not put uh, games on their service that will harm our users. Well, I mean, like, there's definitely going to be games on there that that can potentially harm them because like violence, whatever. But like the, the, they that's not what they're res- talking about, though, John. I know, man. That's not that's not what they mean by that. That's true. Because right. I mean, also, how does that harm them? Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, they're gonna have mature games on uh, X Cloud, I guarantee. Um, but it's I mean, like, they, they, they just, they, but then they just age restrict that app in the same way exactly. they age restrict other apps. Like that's the whole like point of that. Yeah. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and 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 the way that apps work is like, if there's something in here that could potentially be. Uh, you know, like rated M, then it right. uh, that's what the default rating for that app is. You right. know what I mean? In terms of parental protections. It's the Man. same thing as having, like Netflix has so many things that sh- kids shouldn't watch on oh, it, yeah. and that's on the iPhone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we just like, you know, for, uh, you know, w- w- like I've been looking at like, hey, you know, whenever Des like has his like kids profile or whatever, and it's like, you know, there's there's some things that are in there, some things that aren't on all the different services, and it's like, it's, it's strange what's included and what's not. Like Cars 3 is not on the kids profile on Disney+, Plus, but all of the other Cars movies are. Um, and it's like, well, why is that? And it's like, I don't know, but it has a photosensitive like you know warning beforehand but it's like okay with the the flashes aren't any worse in that than they are in cars so was there just not whenever cars originally came out was there not like photosensitive things uh warnings going in front of movies i don't know yeah like honestly what what i think this is probably this probably is it's them using their kind of like archaic uh rules and regulations for their for their app store to uh, restrict a competitor from being on their platform because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Apple has their own subscription game service mm-hmm. and wants you to subscribe to that sure. and pay for that. Yeah. They don't want you to be to to play, you know, like on XCloud and and uh, subscribe and give Microsoft money that you could otherwise be giving them. Yeah, sure. I mean that makes sense. Um it, I mean, it's it. That's a huge bummer, though. You know, because it's like oh, the totally. fact the fact that like Microsoft is like, hey, you guys can come over and like it's included in this other subscription that you have, and and I guess like Apple won't see any money from that unless you buy it through their app store. But like, if as a free app that you download that would just basically host these other games. Apple doesn't see any of the revenue. So sort of makes sense why they would want to keep that out. But at the same time, it's like that's super anti-consumer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's just a bummer. Like that's it's. There's well, no way it, that you shake an anti-consumer move and go like, boy, that's sweet. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird that 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 this applies seems to only apply to games because like you mm-hmm. think about um let's let's just like use uh Kindle as, as an example like yeah I I'm sure Amazon's not submitting every single book that's on Kindle to Apple for them to review. Yeah. Also, yeah. they don't allow you to buy um or Amazon has chosen not to allow you to buy to purchase Kindle books through the app because if they did, they would have to give Apple like 40% of that revenue. Yep. And so same Apple with, doesn't same see with Comicsology and and uh and comics. Apple doesn't see any revenue from Kindle being on their store. So why don't they ban Kindle? The only thing I can think of is like they don't have these weird like odd uh, yeah. regulations that they could actually apply to that app. They can't do it. Yeah, they don't have anything that says, like, we need to be able to read every word of your book. Right. Um, yeah. Without that, singling them out and making it seem like, hey, yeah, we're just doing this to be jerks. Right, right. And so my thought is um, on this, like, with Apple just in general, like, there are so many terrible, terrible games on the App Store. Like, games that will, like, literally just, like, fleece your wallet, just, like, steal yeah. money from you. Um, you know, constantly it's like, and so to say like, this is to protect people like their consumers, their end consumers, whenever they literally have like gambling machines in your pocket, you know, it's like, it's like, this is not to protect anyone. This is like, you know, there's so many predatory, uh, apps and games on the app store, you know, it's like, and and you approved those, but clearly you must have (laughs) played them, you know, it's like, well, you would think, I mean, what, yeah. What's your approval process look like if you're, I guarantee none of these games are going to be that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and so I don't know, man. Yeah, just like the, the solution should have been like just slap a uh, you know a mature uh, rating on there. You can't download this app unless you're 18, and good to go, you know. But at the same time, it's like, well, okay, now they can't don't see any of that money. But we have this rule in place. We can make the money. We can try to make a deal, you know. I don't yeah. know, dude. That's that's yeah. Like, it's and this is the terrible. thing. It's it's not. It's it's like it's not like. Um... It's not like this is like 
a startup, like random game service. This isn't Jimmy Bob's <laughs> game service yeah, that yeah. no one knows who Jimmy Bob is. <laughs> this isn't and me and you like, of, hey, let's yeah. stream some games on an what Apple What kind device. of games he's going to have on his game service? Like this is Microsoft who has like, they're a reputable company. Like, yeah. like this is, you know, yeah. it's absurd. The other thing, the other thing I was thinking, I was like, man, this is honestly the first time whenever I have legitimately considered getting an Android. Yeah. And I was like, could I? Would I? I was like, no, I still wouldn't. I think yeah. they're trash. Like, but until this point, there's been no reason to, other than they're like, you know, oh, look at all my fancy keyboards, yeah. and it folds into an origami swan, and also it expands to be as big as my face. And like, yeah. it's like those are the other reasons to buy. An Android phone, yeah, and I'm like, but now I'm like, yeah, no. Well, and 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 even that, like, it's just like anytime somebody does something that's anti-consumer, it really makes me think twice about giving them more money. You know, where oh, I'm just totally. like, I'm just like, ooh, it feels real bad that you're using the fact that like that you have this like rule, arbitrary rule in place to like do something that is completely anti-consumer and like really kind of, kind of shady from a business practices perspective to, to sideline your right. competitor, you know? Well, and, and, then, and then basically lie about your reasons, like just blame yeah. it on like, I hate that. I hate that reasoning, John. Dude, it's, it's the terrible. worst. It's, it's so the worst, man. And it's so transparent and everybody knows you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feels so bad and it's like it's the same thing with like cross play with uh with sony wherever sony was like for the children yeah, right <laughs> i'd like, almost rather them not say it just don't say anything yeah no just don't rather make a say statement. that <laughs> you know that it's not about that you know it's no. like that's that's the only the rule that you're using to to make this happen anyway but yeah it always makes me think twice and so like literally like after like after this, I'm sitting here being like, okay, I know that the photo apps are like are getting really good on Am Android, which is like part of the reason why I was like, well, I'm never getting off of uh, off of iOS is because like all of my photos are in my you know iCloud or whatever. But I don't know, I'm, it, it's not worth it at this point still to me to switch. It's like I'll just get like an Android tablet or something like that and play my X Cloud games there, you know. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> if this is if this is true, like what what could I actually do? I don't know. I'm hoping that they that they work this out. That somehow they come up with some kind of deal. And yeah. Like, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Like, maybe yeah. they like say, "Hey, uh, we actually will allow." You know, like if Microsoft says, "Hey, what if uh, people can subscribe to Xbox Game Pass through iOS, and so you get a cut of those subscriptions whenever they do so?" Sure. Will you allow us on? Or I don't know. Who knows what they're doing? Well, I guarantee this is all posturing. It mm -hmm. just. The, but but these types of deals usually take months, if not years, to figure out. Yeah, I think we're probably probably years away from this one because, like, you think about like the fact that they've been planning on launching this in September. It's like we're right right before the launch, yeah. and it seems like at this point, someone at Apple goes, "You're wanting to do what?" You know, and it's like it came became aware of what they were planning, and then decided like to put you know to to stop it. Um, yeah. And so like it means to me that they are not close to to any type of an agreement on this thing. Um, well, if Apple hadn't just launched their like own subscription service, right. I think this would be completely different. Probably true. That's probably true. And especially like, you know, they, they do have some like really good, like kind of console quality games on there, but not like Halo. Not, well, I'm not like, not, yeah, I'm know, not knocking their games. games. Like that's great. But like, I mean, I guess uh, my thing is like they they consider themselves a competitor. Like they consider that that is a comp in competition with Game Pass, like uh, Apple does. But it's like in my mind, I don't view it the same because it's like this Apple uh, Apple Arcade is a mobile thing. It's like that doesn't feel like the same thing as my Game Pass subscription, which is like console quality. You know, it's an, and, right. Well, and, uh, yeah. Uh, here's here's where I think the difference lies. Is like Apple is viewing Apple is is kind of pretending and acting like their phones are the game console. When in reality, yeah. like the way that consumers view them is their phones are more like their TV, mm -hmm. where like their phone is just the portal through which they get to interact with these different services. Sure. Not like, hey, this is the machine I'm going to buy, so I can, I'm not going to, I'm going to buy an iPhone so I can subscribe to and play right. Apple's games. No, right. that's no, nobody acts like that. <laughs> oh, and the, you know, all the other things that are just a bonus, you know, or whatever, you right. know, all the other things that you get with it. Um, yeah, it's I mean, like yeah, I have to have right. a phone, just like I kind of have to have it. I don't have to, you know what I mean, though. Like yeah. you have to have a TV if you want to, like you know, uh, enjoy entertainment. Well, you have to have a phone if you want to 
uh, you know, do phone things and it's yeah, like text and, and yeah. make calls or which is very rare. Or watch but, Netflix you know, or yeah. YouTube or which is, you know, like most people are watching YouTube on mobile devices and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Uses the GPS and, you know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about this to me is um, like whenever – Whenever Game Pass does launch, it's or not Game Pass, XCloud does launch, um, and depending on the the reviews that that come down on this, I already carry my Switch around with me, like you know by itself, and I was like excited to be able to just like oh pull up my phone and do this gaming on it. But at the same time, like I'm not opposed to buying a dedicated Android handheld to play my Xbox games on the go. Like as long as the service like launches and it works on Android and it works well, um, you know, it's like, I'm not opposed I mean, to dropping the- 300, 400, $500 on like something, you know, saving up for it, obviously, but like dropping that much money on a tablet, you know, to, to do this on and carrying it extra. Um, like I, mean, I do my gonna, switch. You're going to have to though pay for data though, unless you're, <sighs> you're locked to your Wi-Fi. Dang, Chris, you're right. There's more That's the expense only downside. on top. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing. Like I'm already paying for this, you know, my my data package for my iPhone. You're right. I want to just use that. Yeah. I guess you could like tether it, you know, like tether it via Wi-Fi. Yeah, but that's more latency, you know. That's (laughs) yeah, hundred percent. You're going through your phone's latency as well as like whatever the device's latency is. Oh my goodness, Chris. (laughs) Well, maybe I won't do that then, Chris. That that does seem like that's less reasonable. And plus, I've already got my Switch, so you know, it's like the the X Cloud thing was always for me has always been like, oh, just a bonus anyway yeah. um it's not been like my main i don't see i've never seen until that as not, my main though, source of, of i mean of it's, gaming. it's it's only a bonus until it's not until yeah, like right. you know the, the until there's super low latency and all of a sudden we can play every single game with destiny on the go i know and then it's like then you look at your phone and you go do i just get you know bite yeah. the bullet and get an android i don't know totally who knows we'll find out you know a year or so from now <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep you um, apprised of that situation. And, um, yeah, all the, the gaming news. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at Chris Wright 250 And John Wright777. And at Stay on Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Don't know what we're talking about next week, but we'll talk about something. Yeah. Right here on the show. That's it for this week. <laughs> We'll see you next time on Stay on Target. You faked me out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like waiting for it. I was like, oh, do I start saying like, it? Wait, do I start? What is he doing? I thought about it and I was like, no, I, this is really the only show we don't end with the same. I'm not doing that. <laughs> 380 or 77 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, and we made it that this far and then we threw it all away. <laughs> oh, man.